0: This episode is brought to you by our listeners, patrons, and friends. If you'd like to support our podcast, you can go to www.patreon.com slash Comics, where you can get all kinds of exclusive content and help us grow the show. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Splash Page, the official Omniverse podcast. My name is Cade. I am the editor-in-chief of Omniverse. My name is Ken. Cade did the intro right. I did it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm it and I'm the assistant editor. And very excited about it. Uh, So... (laughs) uh for today's episode we're going to be spending some time talking about iron man doing one of our spotlight episodes um but as we've been doing for a little while now we're going to start off with some news first talk about kind of the new uh hot stuff that's coming out of the comics industry um and then yeah so ken do you want to start with your news
1: thing first yeah, because the first thing like, isn't on our short list, and it was something that I just found out about, I think, okay. yesterday or the day before, which was, um, as the CW was announcing their next block of shows, it looks like Batwoman is going to be replacing Arrow,
2: which is pretty interesting
1: because I know that the CW isn't allowed to do shows based off certain superheroes. Yeah. Which it, it seemed like Superman was on that list after Smallville ended, hmm. but now they've got Superman on Supergirl, so it's a, it seems like they can't touch Batman, but they want to do a Batman series so bad, yeah. and I can't see why they don't just let them at this point when the DCEU is so screwed up.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Is that This is the, the Batgirl one with, what's her name? Ruby Rose? Yeah. Is that her? Yeah. I saw the, the teaser for that. It looks good.
1: Yeah. The design for that costume is awesome, which the CW designs usually look pretty good.
0: Yeah, because it's the new design, right? <laughs> the one from the newest yeah. series? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which means maybe because G. H. Williams the third, I believe, did the art for that, and he's a a favorite of mine in Renegades, so maybe he'll get a mm-hmm. a credit in the uh, for the show. Interesting.
2: Uh, Renegade, do you have a news story? <laughs> uh, it's yeah, it's not really uh, something too impactful, but just because I can rub it in some more. The Russo brothers announced that Captain America could always lift Thor's hammer within the MCU. That, yeah. I totally called that—that <laughs> that makes actually, our last episode.
1: I actually have thought about that from both angles an absolute ton, and I just keep coming back to it. Like anytime I see something on it,
0: <laughs> I don't like it. I don't.
1: I don't. I don't think it's true.
0: I. I, I don't agree. Now,
1: they can claim it, but. It's on a movie they didn't even work on. Exactly.
0: Like, I feel yeah. like you don't get to... I mean, comic yeah. books do it all the time. But I feel yeah. like you don't get to retcon a you know a film that you d- had really nothing to do with. Right.
1: And I thought it was funny to see different things that both sides of the argument were saying because they would say something that just wasn't true. Or yeah. clearly they weren't remembering something correctly. Or they're like,
2: oh, oh, yeah. Well, if he
1: could lift it back then... Like, he could always lift it, because you're either worthy or you're not. I'm like, Thor couldn't lift it at the beginning of the Thor movie!
0: Yeah. I think my oh. biggest thing that I like is the, uh, like, the the reason he, he could kind of lift it but couldn't lift it all the way was that he was still dealing with, like, his, um, like, his resentment towards, like, Iron Man and stuff, and then once mm-hmm. he kind of came clean about that in End Game, that's when he was able to, to fully lift it. And yeah,
1: because I, I was thinking of, could he lift it during certain things? I'm like, I don't think there's a chance he lifts it in Civil War.
0: Nope. Nope. I don't know. I, I think the Russo brothers need to shut up.
1: Yeah. <laughs> immediately when I saw that, like, when Renegade tagged us in that post, it's like, I told you guys, this is how it is. I immediately thought of Ridley Scott trying to inject his own, like, uh, theories into Blade Runner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean, he made the movie, but, like, the whole yeah. thing is, like, the ending is supposed to be ambiguous, so he's all, like, Deckard is totally a replicate, but he's not in the book that you just adapted into a movie, so I don't understand how you get to say that.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'd say that that's a fair comparison. I also, I don't know, like, I feel like they had an interview early on where people were like, what about this plot hole, what about this plot hole in regards to Endgame? And their response was, like, we've been writing this movie for three years, you know, we, they're not plot holes. We just left you with some stuff that you don't need to know right now. And then they go back and answer all these questions that, like, anyways. So I feel like you should just left leave some stuff open for interpretation. Leave some stuff for the, the audience to fight over. And then, like, answer them later instead of trying to retcon things that have already happened.
1: Yeah, I remember seeing somebody said they did something similar with Infinity War. But I don't remember seeing that stuff. I don't remember either.
2: Either. my my main thing wasn't like you I'm just like that you're you guys right. on it yeah <laughs> i just i just like that i was i for once was able to call something <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm right there with you guys i'm like yeah I probably shouldn't have just gone back and just said oh this is totally a thing <laughs> <laughs> yeah cool uh and then my thing uh is kind of a, a
0: bigger talking point i don't know for me i think it's a bigger talking point Um, and it's not strictly comic related, but kind of, because he has had a comic series. Um, but the whole Sonic the Hedgehog movie thing. So if you didn't see it, they released a trailer, uh, the CGI was not great, uh, the character design was not what a lot of hardcore Sonic fans wanted, uh, and people lost their ever-loving minds, um, and the backlash was so strong that the studio decided that they were going to go back and redesign Sonic for the movie to fit what the audience wanted. Which, at first, sounds, oh, cool, they actually care. They want to make sure that their audience is happy. My concern, and a lot of people's concerns, also started to get sparked up, though, when it was revealed that, like, the release date isn't changing, which means all the visual effects artists that already worked on all this are going to have to pull some massive overtime and to get it all done in an industry when we know crunch time is already a major concern. But how this also, I think, relates back to comics is we've had a lot of people and a lot of like casting choices and art directions and plot points that have come up in comic book movies that comic fans have not agreed with. And I'm just wondering if it, that is setting a precedent to give the audience too much power to be able to tell these producers and film studios what they can and cannot do.
1: Yeah, I think it is. But uh, it kind of depends, because there's certain movies that I'm like, where were you people not complaining a lot enough for things like the Suicide Squad character designs?
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't
1: know. I, it's... Uh, I, Go ahead. I think Sonic might have not been as perceived as horribly as it was if Detective Pikachu hadn't just come out, like, right before that to make it look absolutely crappy.
0: Yeah, but I don't know. A big thing is still, like, this movie is not being made for adults. It's not being made for the people who grew up with the Sonic the Hedgehog games. It's being made for those people's kids. And I think a lot of people in, like, their, you know, 30s got real upset because I was like, you're ruining my childhood. And, like, that whole thing drives me nuts to begin with. Like, mm-hmm. no, this new thing does not ruin how well you enjoyed your the things from when you were a kid. Sit down and shut yeah, up. Yeah, like the, something uh, that we
1: haven't ever stopped hearing about Teen Titans Go ruining the original Teen Titans. Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: But well, yeah, I, just, and, I honestly don't even think kids care about Sonic, so I still don't understand why the movie got made in the first place. Yeah, I don't
0: know. It's just, it's a thing.
2: I don't know. Apparently, it was also a thing, like, the, the people making the movie didn't even uh, communicate at all with Sega or the creator of Sonic. Mm. See, I didn't hear uh, that. S- but...
1: Sega seems to be pretty hands-off on certain things, so...
2: Yeah. Also true. So yeah. You never really know if that was yeah one side or both sides. Don't know. I also started and, uh, thinking
0: back about, like, for the comic side of things, like, what kind of things we would have lost if people were allowed to like bully film studios into changing things like we would have never got Hugh Jackman as Wolverine because people were so mad that they got a a tall no name Australian guy to play a super well known short Canadian superhero most of the Batman we wouldn't have got because they didn't like any of them Right. all of the costume designs for most of the Marvel heroes would not have existed
1: I don't remember that much backlash for certain ones, but I'm sure there was. Yeah, I might remember it for Falcon, but I'm not sure.
0: I just remember people, other than Iron Man, I remember people being really upset for a lot of them because they didn't do, like, the comic exact versions. So, like, Captain America's costume was not the Captain America costume with the wings, and yeah. Oh, I wish we could have seen that, like, <laughs> just because... And doesn't, he does wear, like, the cheapy
1: cloth one in the yeah, first adventure. Yeah.
0: yeah, it's just that kind of stuff. It's, it. I don't know, it's interesting to me that we now have this precedent where, you know, fans of something that hasn't even been released yet are able to bully people who are essentially artists into changing what they want to do, and I, I don't know, that seems like a lot of power to give a very traditionally vocal and toxic fan base on the internet. Not saying that all Sonic fans are toxic, but a lot of the ones that vocalize their opinions on the internet are. Same with comics and everything else. You only ever hear from the, the crazy psycho people online. You never hear about the people who are happy with things.
1: Right, well, we always talk about vocal minority. Like, in general yeah. on the internet, that's a big thing that gets blown up. Yeah, another yeah. example I thought of with character designs is the Michael Bates. Uh, TMNT
2: movies, yeah, yeah. Um, one of the channels that I watch on YouTube, uh, I, it's fairly well known. Uh, Corridor Digital, those guys that mm-hmm. do a lot of their uh, kind of three D rendering, special effects, right. visual effects stuff. Uh, uh, they did a video kind of going back through a bunch of uh, older movies and some of the new movies, uh, looking at and you know discussing a lot of the visual effects within those movies, like they talked about Pirates of the Caribbean too, Mm -hmm. where, you know, David Jones was first introduced and they're like, that's really good because they took the time and did what they needed to do. And then, you know, they brought up Sonic and they made a lot of good points about it, especially being from the side of, you know, filmography and visual effects artists. Yeah. A lot of the things that they were talking about, one of the things that they said was, you know, it's a good chance that the designs for Sonic went into a focus group. That had nothing to do with the designers or nothing to do with, you know, some, you know, some of the people that would be like the vocal minority or something like that. And, you know, just like a basic base focus group within the uh, film industry. And, you know, it just got pushed through. And then that's what happened. That's what the uh, animators kind of got stuck with or were forced to do within, you know, it performing well in those focus groups or, you know, just, you know, it was... It was either that or it was a direct vision, you don't quite know what. Yeah. Until you know, stuff kinda comes out and that most of the time that's after the movie releases and a decent time after before people will start saying something.
1: Yeah. Something that you could like give a direct comparison to. Can you imagine if the Super Mario Brothers movie was released like nowadays and we just saw the teaser trailer for it online? Oh my gosh. People would probably be just like burning down cities
2: over that one. Oh man. Like, the same as it is, or would it be yeah, Exactly the same. <laughs> the same. <laughs> People would be going absolutely nuts.
1: The <laughs> funny thing is, is the Sonic doesn't look bad enough, in general, to be, like, so bad it's good cult classic,
2: mm.
1: like the Mario Brothers movie is now. Yeah. I, I kind of think the Sonic movie, no matter what they do to it, is going to come out do alright, and be forgotten.
0: Yeah, it's gonna be a kids movie that, like, this generation of kids are gonna be like, oh, yeah, that was a neat Sonic movie that came out, and that's gonna be it. Like, I feel like Unless it's...
1: I have to... Unless we have to deal with, like, the Sonic cinematic universe.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I feel like it's going to be kind of heralded in the same way as, like, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movies are, where, like, none of... nobody thinks that they are cinematic masterpieces, but they're fun movies that as a kid you thought were a lot better than they actually are but nowadays you can throw it on and it's like oh man look how far we've come i think that's going to be what sonic is to this generation of kids in 20 years
1: I just now I just want to see the like really edgy Shadow the Hedgehog movie. <laughs> like,
2: Michael like Bay the game does. Where, like like the game where he, holds <laughs> like the the gun game and... he has guns. Just <laughs> <blazing>. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I do think the crazy version of uh, Robotnik that Jim Carrey has looks pretty hilarious. Though. It
2: does. It does look pretty good.
1: Yeah,
2: that people I keep on hearing people like even the ones that are you know just straight up like anytime they see Sonic they're like get him off the screen. Yeah. Everyone was saying that Jim Carrey was like the best part of <laughs> that of tri- the teaser. So cool. All right, do we want to move on to our middle segment? Let's do it. Sweet. Yeah.
1: Uh, oh yeah, one other thing that nope. not news related, just something I have no idea where else I could throw this. Okay. So um, <laughs> when I was, I mentioned a while back when I was doing research for uh, different stuff on Twitch for streaming superhero games and stuff for Omniverse. Yeah. And I came across tidbits while uh, just looking at Marvel games that um, the X-Men franchise holds the Guinness World Record for most video games based on a superhero property. Really? Dang. It also holds, the uh, holds. I, I guess it's technically not really a record, but it, it, Wikipedia lists it as a record technically because it's a first ever, which is oh, yeah. the first tag team fighting game. Huh. Yeah. The first superhero first person shooter. Wait, what? Yeah, yeah. apparently there is an X-Men
0: FPS. Oh, is that the on-rails one where you shot down Sentinels? Maybe. I feel like I saw that somewhere. Anyway, sorry. uh, Continue.
1: Most number of simultaneous players on an arcade game, which would be like the uh, six-player
0: X-Men game. Hmm, that's cool. I would have thought that the most for, like, a single, like, a superhero franchise would have been either Batman or Spider-Man. I would have thought it would have been X-Men. But I guess with all the... I don't know. It depends on if they count the Marvel versus Capcom games, I guess. Apparently they do. Interesting. I mean, it
1: did technically start as X-Men first, and then it became Marvel, so... Yeah,
0: true. Interesting. I did not know that. Cool. Uh, So yeah, so for our middle segment, uh, in the aftermath of Endgame, we decided it would be a good time to do a... Uh, spotlight on the character of Iron Man. Uh, a little bit of base information before we get started. Iron Man was uh, first appeared in Tales of Suspense number 39, which came out in March of 1963. He was created by Stan Lee, his brother Larry Lieber, uh, for the writing side of things, as well as art given by Don Heck and Jack Kirby, because of course Jack Kirby did it. He does everything. Um, yeah. He was originally uh, based off of Howard Hughes uh, as kind of being a wealthy, yeah, playboy philanthropist. Um, Yeah. And then he got his own title uh, in May of 1968. He's a founding member of the Avengers uh, and famously played by Robert Downey Jr. in the Marvel Cinematic Universe since 2008. Yeah. Uh, So... Probably a good place to start off. How did you guys first become aware of the character of Iron Man? Uh,
1: I think the first time I learned about Iron Man was uh, watching, like, because I watched um, the '60s Spider-Man cartoon. Oh yeah. And then my dad had told me about how there was the different. Uh, there was this Marvel block that aired that had different like each week. I think it would be a different superhero. There was like a Hulk one or an oh, yeah. Iron Man one, and then there was like a Namor one or something like that. Yeah. And you can actually find the Iron Man theme for this show yep. on
0: YouTube. Yep. <laughs>
1: so yeah, that that was probably the first I heard of Iron Man.
0: Yeah. The first I ever heard of Iron Man, actually kind of a similar story, uh, is I got a VHS uh, tape of the Secret Wars storyline of the 90s Spider-Man cartoon. Um, and with that... As, like, a bonus intro thing, there was, like, two episodes of the Iron Man animated show from the 90s. And I can't remember anything about it other than Iron Man had a sick mullet. Um, and and he he shot a lot of lasers out of uh, his arc reactor. He did a lot of Unabeam. Um, and that's all I remember from it. But I remember watching that and being like, huh. Well, I'm I'm glad I know who Iron Man is, but I, I just want to watch my Spider Man. Thanks. And that was pretty much it. And then I completely forgot that he existed until
2: the Iron Man movie came out.
1: I am not uh. looking for this Tony Stark
2: mullet. Oh yeah, it was it was like a '90s cartoon of it. And yeah. Freaking. That's that's where I first fell into. Yeah. That cartoon, and then him kind of making appearances in some others. I can't remember what they were. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, I kind of remember Four. this. Oh, the Fantastic Four one cartoon, maybe? Oh, yeah? He was in that a few times. I, I strictly remember uh, the Tony Stark mullet. <laughs> yeah. in Iron Man sometimes. That that was where I first saw Iron Man. But I didn't really see a whole lot of Iron Man-wise until the movie and then a lot of the uh, Avengers uh, yeah. animated series that came out in, like, Disney XD or JetX when it was before that, so. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. Um, so have you guys read a lot of the Iron Man comics?
1: I didn't read a bunch of Iron Man, but this was one of the characters that there was a certain period in my life where I was really into. Not, not necessarily <laughs> <laughs> reading perspective. <laughs> None of the pictures I seen on Google were quite that bad.
0: I just sent them a picture of Iron Man with his sick mullet from the nineties. Um, yeah. I
1: where the heck was that for Robert Downey Jr.
2: <laughs> I
1: don't know. I, I would have loved to have seen it, at least in a flashback. <laughs>
2: that was
1: cool. Anyway, it was like uh Ghost Rider I got a lot more into reading on, but Iron Man was my other one that I was big on who I would play as in video games. And I think of Iron Man as one of the most marketable and collectible superheroes that there is because of all the different armors that there is. Yeah. So I I was more into buying a lot of like Iron Man action figures and certain ones of the Marvel Legends series did come with um, comic books. So I did read like an older run. I'm not sure what time it was exactly, but it was uh, one of the arcs between Iron Man and Mandarin. So that came with an issue that was in the middle of
0: that, and I kind of found the rest of it and read it. Yeah. I didn't really read a whole lot of Iron Man, like, his solo stuff. A lot of the stuff of his that I read was, like, him as part of a team, like, with the Avengers. Um, I think I think the first time I started reading his stuff was with, like, the Marvel Now reboot. I got some of the trades of his story that, like, went into his origins, Uh, But I didn't finish it because I I just wasn't a fan. And then I think I read Infamous Iron Man, which is not even actually about Iron Man. It's more about Doctor Doom trying to fill the hole of Iron Man. Uh, And then I read a little bit of the the Iron Heart stuff.
1: I did read um, the original Tales of Suspense because the whole thing is in Stanley's Amazing Marvel Universe.
0: Yeah. It's also
2: on Marvel Unlimited. If anybody has that, they can check that out there. Yeah, yeah. I I know I never really uh, read a whole lot of Iron Man stuff, but mm-hmm. I did always see a lot of the comics around, and I would always kind of like, when I was younger, I'd just pick them up and yeah. kind of flip through them a bit, yeah. uh, mainly the ones with like the bait, like the super basic uh, Iron Man costume with mm-hmm. the large slit mouth or right. the bullet head Iron Man. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't even know if I would really say that like I'm an Iron Man fan like i don't know like i i i like him as part of an ensemble cuz i think he gives a an interesting voice but like like for example like my wife loves iron man she's very much an iron man fan she's still very bitter about end game because of what happens to iron man um but i don't know i like again like i like him it's not like i dislike the character uh it's not like batman but like yeah i don't know i am just I'm very lukewarm on Iron Man, and I kind of have been forever. I've always just been aware of his existence, and, you know, he again, like, he gives an interesting voice, especially when you put him with somebody like Cap um, in, like, a Civil War kind of situation um, where they're, they're, neither one is wrong, but they kind of play off of opposite ends of the ideological spectrum, which is interesting. Yeah. But I, I think it's very tough for me to really connect with him as a character. You know, like how, a, like how a lot of people connect with Spider Man. I think that it's tough to connect with Iron Man, kind of the same way it's tough to connect with Batman, because not a lot of billionaire playboy philanthropists are reading comic books,
1: right? And um, my whole Iron Man thing kind of ended because, like, when I got an Iron Man and Ghost Rider, and they were both like my big things. That was two thousand five, two thousand six, and then like in subsequent years, the movies came out, bam, bam, yeah. And I remember, like, my whole, like, Iron Man being one of the things that I looked at the most kind of ended after the movie came out. I was like, okay, that was cool. Well, I'm going to go explore some other stuff now. Yeah. At, uh, you mentioning both, like, well, who relates to Iron Man as, like, a fan base. is a little bit harder to relate to him at than Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. And and you also mentioned Alyssa being a, like, Iron Man being her favorite superhero, right? Yeah. It is kind of funny because when like Iron Man was created and stuff, Stanley almost did as be like, "Oh, I bet I can't make this guy famous. There's no way that I'm gonna be able to create a fan base for this character because he's despicable in certain ways and stuff." And yeah. he ended up like every time they created a new hero for Marvel, it seems like they created a new comic book demographic. Yeah, and for some reason, Iron Man was very popular with women.
0: Yeah, yeah, I heard that. Though. like when he first came out, it was very much a. Yeah, like, female readers really enjoyed reading him, and I don't know if that was because of, like, the Howard Hughes connection, but I also find it interesting that until the movie came out, he was very much, like, a B-list hero.
2: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: It is kind of like it could be the whole, um, his origin story is a little bit, like, darker than some other people's.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't know, and then, yeah, that's a good point, because we also see him dealing with more serious stuff, like, actual war, you know, and, like, the, the conflict of, like, well, all of my wealth comes from producing weapons, how am I a hero, and then, like, his alcoholism, and in the movies, his PTSD, you know, it is, yeah, I never really thought about that, but yeah, he does deal with a lot more dark stuff. Got, I would, uh, go, go ahead, run again. I
2: feel like we've cut you off about a million times already. So. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> that's yeah, all good. Um, I I always kind of knew Iron Man was a thing. Like you know, Iron Man's part of the Marvel. Part of Marvel. I always knew that he was a character that kind of existed. Um, kind of going back to the what you guys said about him, kind of being B-list before the movie. Um, he definitely kind of fell behind a lot of the other major guys like. Uh, you know, Spider-Man, of course, was like... Might as well have been the poster poster kid from Marvel for forever, especially with a lot of the younger kids, kind of more my age. Um, and then, you know, you had a lot of the other 90s cartoons. Like, you You had the Fantastic Four cartoon, you had the X-Men, and a bunch of stuff like that. And you never really did see a whole lot of Iron Man in those. But, uh, I, really, I really don't think that he was as prominent as a lot of people kind of thought at first given given you know with with the movie kind of coming out and that kind of escalating him towards one of the mainstays of it um i really don't think he was in a whole lot more other than just mainly his cartoon mainly you know some of the comics runs and that was about it yeah it's, it's, it's interesting that, like, you know, you talk
0: about Spider-Man being the poster boy for Marvel Comics, but then, yeah, like, once Iron Man's movie came out, he became the poster boy for the Marvel Cinematic Universe, because they didn't have Spider-Man yet. Iron Man was kind of so the one... So
1: much so that he was, like, in Spider-Man's movie as one of the main characters.
0: Yeah. And I mean, like, in in Phase 1 of the MCU, he had three solo movies... And was in two others. Like, I think if you technically look at, like, what is Phase 1, he's in almost every movie of Phase 1. Except for Captain America. And then he hasn't had a solo movie since, but he's been in everything else. So it's, yeah, it's interesting that this character that we always considered to be kind of a, a background character, more of a supporting character... Has very much come to the front, the forefront um, of everything else. Yeah, so sorry, he was not in Captain America and he was not in Thor. So, of the phase one movies, he was in one, two, three, four of six, because apparently Iron Man 3 is technically part of phase two, but whatever. (laughs) Uh,
1: I don't know if you guys have seen it, but, um, and I did look up. Just because I had no idea what information was, on it other than the fact that I found it at Walmart years ago and bought it. But, um, there was a animated movie in 2007.
0: I did not see this. I didn't know this existed. I do not I watch think it. I know it. <laughs> absolutely terrible. I,
1: I, I remember I hating it so much, and now I'm looking it up and seeing like I, I had blocked it from memory. I remembered. I just remembered looking at the DVD. Subsequent times this to be like I'm not watching this again it was bad and I, I like it barely has any information on this little animated series of movies they did on Wikipedia but it's like the, Iron Man's origin isn't even right like, by the way <laughs> he, goes to, he goes to like China and then uh, accidentally unleashes some like ancient evil power and has to create the Iron Man armor to fight it
2: <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about.
1: That's so close.
2: Uh... <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, it, just a wave of memory came flooding back. I think I, I saw I this movie at some point.
1: I think I still have it, but I'm not sure. That's so If funny. I do, I'll, I'll review it for watchers and punish myself. <laughs> and I might find the rest of them and see if they're all just as bad. That's hilarious.
0: Because
1: I know, like, Marvel's whole animated movies weren't the best for a while. Yeah. Yeah. what is this art of hang on I need to see if I can find the art for the rest of these movies because the the compilation picture they have on Wikipedia of the Doctor Strange one just looks horrible (laughs) yeah okay that's weird like on the normal case for Doctor Strange he looks proper and then for some reason this one where there's a bunch of like cuts and there's just small snippets of each character on this bundle pack on blu-ray like a bunch of doctor strange's costume has been removed and you just can't see it (laughs) so it just looks like he's posing with a tuxedo on that's so weird
2: okay (laughs) yeah Yeah. did uh did iron man have one of those uh those uh g4 like marvel anime yeah the the, uh
1: ones uh from like when the x-men ones yeah, Kimo? there's an Iron Man one. Yeah, I'm pretty sure yeah. there
0: is. From what I remember, the best part of it was the sequence of him putting on his armor. Because it was very much like a Gundam kind of thing. I vaguely remember watching it on like my iPod Touch once. Because I found a site that had it.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah I, I was thinking about going and watching all the anime Marvel stuff.
2: Yeah. So Those, those were definitely interesting.
1: Yeah. Speaking of, uh, Cade mentioned the armor being the coolest thing about their most memorable thing about the anime for Iron Man.
0: Yeah. We could
1: probably just talk about armor in general with, like, what are your guys' favorites.
0: I have a list of all of the armors that I kind of just want to read through all of them. But there's, can like, you link so that? many. <laughs> can you link that in the chat right quick? Uh, it's just in the Wikipedia, but yeah, I can do that. Uh... Okay. Do we want to rapid fire just go through all of them? Because <laughs> I kind of want to. <laughs> if, if you want to do it, go ahead. Alright. Oh my god. Iron Man Mark 1, Grey. Iron Man Mark 2, Gold Avenger. Iron Man Mark 3, Original Red and Gold. Iron Man Mark 4, re- Classic Red and Gold. Space Armor Mark 1, Iron Man Armor Model 7, Stealth Armor MK1. Iron Man armor, Mark Six recovery armor. Iron Man Mark Seven, Silver Centurion, Hydro armor, low observable armor, self armor, Mark Two. Iron Man Mark, Iron Man armor, Mark Eight, red gold or new red and gold. Transparence Armor, The War Machine Armor, uh, NTU-150 Transparent, Telepresence Armor, Modular Armor, Arctic Armor, Crossing Armor, Retro Armor, Teen Tony Armor, Prometheum Armor, Renaissance Armor, Experimental Safe Armor, EM Safe Slash Sentient Armor, Outer Atmospheric Armor, Skin Armor, Stealth Armor, Mark III, Tin Man Armor, Thor Buster, Cobalt Man Imposter, uh ablative armor iron man armor marked model 29 anti-radiation armor high gravity armor iron man model 30s is the extremist armor the argonauts modern hydro suit hypervelocity armor hulk buster mark 2 uh mark Sixteen Sixteen, the rescue armor mark zero space armor add-on uh prison escape armor bleeding edge armor iron destroyer phoenix buster black armor anti-man uh mandarian rebellion armor Black and Gold Armor, Stealth Armor Mark 4, high, uh, Heavy Duty Armor, Space Armor Mark 3, Saturn 5 Armor, Cold Iron Armor, Black and Gold Hulkbuster Armor, Endosim Armor, Model Prime Armor, Fing Fang Foom Armor, and the GK-2. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just the 616 Armor. Uh-
1: <laughs> Oof. I... I was unaware of, uh, like, I, I like a lot of the Buster armors. Yeah. Like, I like the Hulk, the the Hulk or... one and the Thor one, but I wasn't aware of the Fin Fang Foom and the Phoenix Buster ones. I was... So I looked them up, and the Fin Fang Foom one looks very much, like, anime Gundam-esque. Yes. I don't remember and anything the...
0: about the Phoenix Buster
2: one. Oh, wow.
1: I looked it up, and I almost started laughing, because it just looks like a giant flashlight in the middle of this weird-looking robot that looks nothing like an Iron Man character. <laughs>
0: now up. i have to look what this up phoenix uh yeah you're not wrong uh <laughs> oh, Buster was really cool I, heard,
1: I saw phoenix buster that oh this is gonna look awesome and then i looked it up and i was like oh i could not have been more wrong about this that's hilarious
2: <laughs> what are you talking about it's amazing <laughs> um
0: i think i've always liked the black and gold armor i think that looks really sharp I also, um, uh, I really liked the Endosim armor as well, during that time when Iron Man became a villain because of the Axis uh, event. I thought that was really sharp. That was the liquidy one. I do like (laughs) the one from uh, when Iron Man was in the Guardians. Oh, was that, that's one of his space armors, isn't it? Yeah, I think, there's
1: been a few ones that have the space name, though, I think, like Silver Centurion is my favorite, though.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm not a fan of a lot of his earlier ones. Of, like, the 60s, 70s, 80s. I think those ones are just ones that haven't aged well. It was very much kind of like the, well, this is what the future is going to look like. And they just missed the boat. It's very much like the original one <laughs> yeah. is kind of rough. Not I guess not the the original, but, like, the original red and gold one is very yeah. much like, well, in the future in the year 2020. Uh, and it just it looks <laughs> like something you would imagine from a radio play. Um, there are certain things
1: that you see that are pretty funny, like how there could be Iron Man suits where he's got a suit on, but then he has a suit on over the suit. Yes. Like, and <laughs> I you know mean like the Hydro armor? Like a big mech, but yeah, like one where he gets in like a, a scuba suit and has like a fishbowl over his head. head. <laughs> or when he would need a space helmet to go into space, and it's like, shouldn't he be able to invent the tech to breathe with just the Iron Man armor on? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Yeah, the Bleeding Which Edge armor is pretty voice. cool, too. I like the Bleeding Edge
1: one. Um, As far as the stuff they adapted towards the MCU, like I know they tried to do it with just like small things that Tony had on like yeah. a, a watch or like, on his hand. I wish they could have done the nanotech one where it all came out of his pores or whatever. Yeah,
0: that was super cool in the comics, but I think even in the comics they've like taken that out because that was how they did the whole extremist thing.
1: Mm-hmm. As far as, like, designs I remember hating the first time I seen it, like, Ultimate Iron Man, I still don't like.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay, yeah, that that's yeah. the one I was thinking of yeah.
2: for, uh... Yeah, I really like the Bleeding That one it's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I still can't get over the fact how the Phoenix Buster armor looks like a rejected Transformer. It does, it looks like a low-budget Transformer. Uh... <laughs>
1: Yeah. It looks like something you'd see on one of those like bootleg merch pages. It says like, Transmorphers or something <laughs> like that.
0: Yeah, The Justice it's Squad kind of and it's Optimus Prime, Batman, Superman, Shrek, and Ninja Turtle. Uh, oh my <laughs> god, the <laughs> Sense of Right <Ride> Alliance. <laughs> yes, that's it.
1: <laughs> Somebody should make a comic book just based on that. Just one. Just for like three comic book Day or something. Please. <laughs> Oh, um, I'm going to throw War Machine as one of my favorites as well. Just silver and black looks r- really good, as as is black
0: and gold. Yeah. I think, I don't know, I think a lot of his armor that isn't following his regular color scheme is my favorites. And which is weird, because I do like his color scheme. But I just, I think when they shift it up and they do a different color, it just looks super
2: cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I personally just... Mine was kind of like the OG, uh, just, you know, basic Mark. I think it's like, what is it, Mark 2? Mark 4? Mark 4. Yeah, that, that's the newer one. Yeah. The one that's that kind of became
1: the standard after the MCU, for sure.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Mark 4 was definitely my favorite. I really liked the whole buster, just because, you know, giant tank. Of yeah. Batman. I didn't
1: realize until when we were marathoning movies for uh, the MCU ranking, how little the Hulkbuster armor actually is in Age of Ultron. Oh, yeah. Considering yeah, it's how much... Only like, the one fight. Yeah, considering yeah, how much it's in the trailer. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do like his red and silver Mark V uniform, or, uh, costume. Armor. That's the word I'm looking for. The silver and red one from, uh, the MCU. <laughs> oh, okay,
1: that's in, like, Iron Man 2, right?
2: Uh, yes. Yeah, the, one in, the one in the suitcase, yeah. I think.
1: Yeah, I really like that one, too.
2: I really like the black and gold one as well, the one that you were... Yeah, the black and gold armor's
0: sharp.
1: I know, like, there's no chance of us getting it now, unless something major changes just out of nowhere, because uh, Robert Johnny Jr. is done. Yeah. But uh, I, I did almost think if he had survived in Endgame that they might have done Civil War 2 at some point with Captain Marvel. That would have been interesting. But I just want to know with how powerful they've made her look in the MCU, what he would have even created to be able to fight her evenly.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Well, and who knows, because, like, there's... War Machine is still around. He could yeah. serve the Iron Man role if they wanted yeah, to they do actually, Civil they War II. Yeah, do that. Yeah.
1: I don't know, it kind of seems like they're pushing to have Spider-Man in the role of the new, like, flagship
0: superhero for... Which would make sense. I mean, yeah. he's carried an entire comics line on his back, so, mm-hmm. you know, it's not unreasonable to think that he could do the same for... A cinematic universe i know it's a little bit off track but it is kind of weird to see like people
1: complaining about uh how much they're still relying on iron man like they they were mad about how much iron man was in homecoming which didn't make any sense to me and you still have people mad about how much iron man is involved in far
0: from home also it's like well it's the immediate aftermath like yeah (laughs) yeah 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 because did they say how much of a jump it's supposed to be in time like it's not a lot I, I don't I think it's like maybe six months. Yeah, so like of course they're gonna still have to deal with that.
1: Yeah, and they've totally built up the whole like Tony Stark is Peter Parker's father figure. Yes, in the MCU, hundred so, like, percent. Yeah, like I I see a uh, like a meme the other day that I completely forgotten about uh, the scene in Homecoming where Peter Parker hugs Tony Stark, and to- when Tony Stark is going to open the door, he's like, we're not there yet, kid. Yep. <laughs> and then, like, wow. in Endgame, he, like, grabbed Peter Parker, and Peter Parker's like, oh, this is nice.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, makes me want to go watch of again.
0: Yeah. Did you guys ever read Marvel 1602?
1: No. Is that the, um... I might be thinking of something else. Is this the one that takes place like back in time?
0: Yes, that takes place if like oh. the Marvel cinema or if like the Marvel universe was set during like Shakespearean times. Mm-hmm. That Iron Man armor is something else. I'm going to send you a think picture I've read right it, now. But I
1: think I've seen stuff from it before.
0: I'm going to send you a picture right now because I just remembered that this was a thing that existed. Okay. If you, as an audience, have not seen this, you need to. A, you should read it. It's a really good storyline. But, like,
1: what? (laughs) Right?
0: The what? Yeah. I don't think
1: i would actually seen this one before.
0: Yep. Is he supposed to be a a... It's. Is
1: that a Scooby-Doo villain? (laughs) Yeah, it kind of looks like a Scooby-Doo villain.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's called the Lord Iron... Or, sorry, the Iron Lord Armor.
1: All
2: like, right, give me part that. Of, part of me versus, is just... Part of is, me is taken you,
1: aback. Yeah. What did you say? It's called the Iron Lord armor? Yeah. Okay, yeah, give me Iron Lord versus Shaggy Blanco, please. <laughs>
0: Shaggy <laughs> Blanco.
2: <laughs> oh, my gosh. It, part of me is just taken aback by this, but part of me thinks it's really freaking cool. It's it's something. I really enjoyed the
0: 1602 They should
1: have that stuff into an animated movie.
0: Yeah. They should. That would be interesting. I wonder if they might tap some of those weird alternate universes as part of their uh, their what if series mini- or their what if yeah, series. That's
1: possible.
2: That would be cool. Yeah.
1: Also, just since we've been discussing a lot of that Disney stuff recently, is it like with the what if stuff and them hinting at doing uh, multiverse and far from home? I wonder if anything in from what if is randomly going to bleed into a movie.
0: It might. That'd be kind of cool. To show that it is all part of the same multiverse. That'd be kind of neat. I'd be game for that.
1: Which, at the same time, like, there are some people saying, oh, the multiverse thing is just a ploy because Mysterio's got to like turn at some point in the movie. That's
2: I'm I'm kind of thinking that. That's, yeah. that's kind of what I'm thinking. Yeah. Like, multiverse just is
1: a little bit too advanced for casual audience, I think.
2: Yeah, I think that
0: they're going to do it very light. So instead of being like the full multiverse, they're going to do, like, here is one alternate universe. We have two... That's it. And then they're going to slowly... If they if that does okay, they might slowly start introducing some other ones.
1: That's one of the mistakes that the CW universe has made. Is they have done multiple multiverse type things. Yeah. With different realities and stuff. Yeah.
0: Like, it got hard to follow at some point. Yeah. yeah. Like, I think they need to introduce, like, one. And then kind of work their way up. And then it'd be really cool if they did it into the Spider-Verse sequel. That involved yeah. um, Tom Holland getting sucked into the animated universe. I think that'd be a fun little...
1: It would be cool if they did just take and they did, like, the ultimate universe and then, you know, like, the normal universe. Yeah. And then had the ultimate universe be animated instead. Yeah.
0: I did see a thing that they're like, oh, if they're doing multiple universes with Spider-Man, how cool would it be if Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield showed up as alternate universe Spider-Man in Far From Home? (laughs) It would be... It would be weird. It'd be super weird because Tobey Maguire is in his mid forties now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, it's got to be Spider-Man three, though. <laughs> yeah, it has to
2: be that one.
1: He has to get pulled out of like that period of time doing really, like
0: finger guns, dans- <laughs> and he's got to be nah, like Dark Spider-Man.
2: He's mid dance. He's mid mid-dan- dance that yeah. it happens. No, and what- he's still dancing as he comes through. Why did Why, you- what
0: would be? Why did you stop it's being Spider-Man? Bad- no, don't. No reason. Don't worry about it. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it'd be pretty hilarious if he was, uh like, he didn't get out of that phase at the end of Spider-Man 3, and he got pulled from being in his, like, 40s, and he's still, like, the goth emo guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a phase, Mom. This is who I am. I guess it be, it's, it's, it's not a phase, Aunt May. <laughs>
2: yeah, not Mom. <laughs> not Mom. Oh.
1: It would, uh, now i'm just thinking it would be funny if like you have toby Maguire spider-man see what version of aunt may like tom holland ended up with it he'd be like this isn't fair <laughs> like, if we got really off track i'm sorry tony stark yeah, <laughs> but the mcu told us you don't matter anymore so oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah I don't, i'm that, that, that that's a lie, because Iron Man was arguably the best part of the whole thing,
0: so... <laughs> he was definitely out there. Yeah. yeah. It'll be interesting as well to see what happens with the character as far as the comics and, like, having his own series and everything, now that he's not in the MCU anymore.
1: Yeah, I feel like they're gonna be able to do more with the character than, they're, like, have more freedom to do certain things, would they not?
0: They would, but it'll just be interesting as far as, like, sales. You know, if those people who are like, man, I really loved Iron Man, I want I should go read some of the comics. If it's going to boost sales, or if it's going to be like, oh, I don't need to keep up with this character anymore because I'm only keeping up with the ones from the movies, I don't care. And then his I, stock drops. I could see people going more invested into Iron Man as a character. I think people like us would be. I don't know about the casual fan. Like, Alyssa is not going to go and start reading Iron Man comics, no matter how much she loves Iron Man. I think she might have been more likely to before, but I don't think she would start now. So it'll be interesting to see kind of what the long-term ravica- ramifications are.
2: Hmm.
0: Yeah. I could see a bit of column A, column B. Yeah. Who knows? Every time I try and guess, I'm wrong. So <laughs> I know the feeling. <laughs> Except for one time. Yep. The one time you were right.
1: And then the entire internet disagreed. <laughs> yep.
0: <laughs> much but... So in the court of public opinion, Renegade, you're still wrong. No. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, does that wrap up Iron Man? Do we want to move on to our uh,
1: yeah, fan Yeah, because it's not like the Spotlight thing? is history of. Uh, yeah. I, I can see us doing history of type episodes in the future, but I feel like that, that would that's require. Not Spot, that's not what Spotlight is. Yeah, I feel like that yeah, would require a lot more research. research.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Uh, well, With our uh, Twitter poll, people decided that we wanted to talk about uh, the Chris Hemsworth contract renewal rumors. Um, I don't know, are these even really still rumors? Because I feel like he's basically confirmed Uh, for Iron Man, or for Guardians 3. Uh. Yeah,
1: because when we talked about uh, the the Endgame spoiler cast, it seemed like as everybody else was leaving as their big movie contracts were up, Chris Helmsworth just kind of decided, he's like, nah, this is my life.
2: Yeah, he just, like, doubled down on yeah. it. Uh. Yeah. yeah the, the main thing came from, like, multiple posts from multiple sources saying that he's going on to a new Thor movie, uh, Guardians 3, naturally, Yeah. and then others along the line. Um, whether or not the others along the line part pans out, and, you know, another Thor. That's yeah. kind of the main part of the rumors, because we already know he's guaranteed for Guardians 3. Yeah. Just about anyway. I yeah. Imagine. Yeah. Uh, so what I'm looking at online in a uh, an
0: article is that he is confirmed to be in Phase Four. Um, he has renegotiated um, for fifteen million to twenty million dollars for however many films he's doing. Uh, no word yet on Thor four four. Um, although it's basically confirmed that he's going to be in Guardians Three uh yeah that's that's pretty much it nobody really knows as far as like specifics of his contract from what i'm seeing and i am
1: like is he still gonna be fat thor for a while before he gets himself in shape or is like we gonna get to the next movie and he's gonna have fixed himself
0: i think we're gonna have a workout competition between him and peter quill i think there's gonna be a some one-upping with push-ups or something
1: (laughs) yeah I think that can happen. I can can see it, yeah. I am more than happy to have Chris Hemsworth as Thor for as long as he wants to stick around.
2: (laughs) Oh yeah, he's awesome at it. (laughs) it,
1: He just gets more into that character
0: every time he plays the character, so... Uh, Oh, sorry, I just found an interview where apparently Hemsworth has expressed interest in doing a Thor 4 um, if the guy who directed Ragnarok agreed to do it. Oh, I, I
1: would totally take another Ragnarok-like movie.
0: I feel like after the success of Ragnarok in comparison to Thor 1 and Thor 2, they have to do it like that again. Like, yeah. it just, it blew everything else out of the water. So. I, I don't
1: know exactly what they'd do with Thor for another specific, like, villain or something. I, I, it'd be pretty funny to see them do better Bill.
0: Yeah, that'd be neat. Hmm.
1: Um... I, I, I would think He's got to pop up
0: in the Loki series, right? At least a little bit. Probably. I would imagine he would. Um, yeah. Sorry, I'm just looking at everybody else's contracts now from like the main people. Mm-hmm. Apparently, Mark Ruffalo still has at least uh, another movie on his post Endgame. I would think like um,
1: I and I know they've kind of leaned towards uh, Thor having a relationship with the Guardians, but I, I could see them doing at least one more movie with just Thor and Hulk. Yeah. Um,
0: Black Widow still has, well, we don't know how many she has, but, uh, she's confirmed for the Black Widow movie. Uh, Which is apparently... it's probably going to be a pre Yeah. Yeah,
1: but there's going to have to be, like, a tidbit or something in there that comes into a, a different movie later on. Yeah. Which I would think would probably be related to Hawkeye. Yeah. That's, that's
0: supposedly what it's supposed to be, like, centering around, isn't it? Like, they're... That's all rumors. Like, I don't think anything's been confirmed yet. Uh, speaking of Hawkeye, apparently Jeremy Renner is still believed to have a standalone Hawkeye movie on his contract, but there's no word as to if that's being written or anything. Hmm. Yeah. And then confirmed oh. to be in the uh, the Hawkeye... Oh, well, he is confirmed to be in the Disney Plus Hawkeye TV series, which will see him right. passing on the mantle of Hawkeye to Kate Bishop. So apparently... <laughs> That's what's happening in that TV series that we were speculating about. Spoilers. Uh, apparently.
1: <laughs> uh, I completely forgot to bring this up during the news thing, and we're talking about movies that haven't come out yet or aren't coming out. Apparently Gambit isn't happening now.
0: Well, it kind of never was. <laughs> yeah, it was going to happen, like, and yeah. then it just was in development was hell's development sure, hell. No. <laughs> um... T- t- Apparently, apparently, uh, Anthony Mackie, who plays Fal- uh, Falcon, is confirmed for still like a bajillion movies. No clue what those oh, he are. Just, he exactly. just got
1: handed Captain America. Come on. Yeah,
0: yeah. Apparently, he he once joked about signing a contract for like fifty movies. Um, but yeah. It, well,
1: have you? Did you see that clip of him and Tom Holland joking with each other on stage at that one event? Yeah, where uh, he said that he hadn't seen the Spider-Man movie, and yeah. Tom Holland said I haven't seen the Falcon movie either. Oh, uh, that was so funny. Uh, I said, uh, you can just tell that Tom Holland is like very much like Peter Parker. Oh yeah,
0: way. yeah. <laughs> uh, Vision apparently could be in like two more movies because apparently like the the standard contract for these is like six movies that's been what almost everyone has signed which would mean that vision would have at least two more after Endgame.
1: I don't know exactly how they're going to do about bringing Vision back to life I
0: okay. I
2: don't know. Um, I, I know he has, I know they have the series. Yeah. With him as well, the witch coming up. I, I don't know yeah. how they're going to do movies. Yeah. Paul Rudd
0: is apparently still in quite a few It seems like they're still gonna do an
1: Ant-Man 3 at some point because usually they don't just do two movies.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah, And then all the other people are still signed on for like a million because they're all new. Mm -hmm. But yeah.
2: Interesting. I, I really... I think the most I'm excited for for that would probably have to be Falcon. Going into Captain America.
0: Yeah.
1: I don't start, know. Stuff that... Are we just talking Phase 4 in general? Or whatever? Is it Phase 4? Yeah, it'd be Phase 4. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm more than ready to see Thor in a Guardians
0: movie. That's where I'm at, yeah. That's gonna be... That's, that'll be cool. Yeah. Cool. Uh, we don't have any questions. Um, so, does Okay, can... I, I have a
1: question for you guys. Okay. Okay. It's just a, a random question. It could turn into a debate, but I doubt it. So... Um, I don't know necessarily who we could say is the most powerful character that we've seen in the MCU thus far, because I would say, like, Captain Marvel is up there. Yeah. But then, uh... Scarlet Witch. Yeah, but because we had, um, there wasn't much of a fight, I suppose, involving the character, I would say that, uh, I just want to make sure I have this right. Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. Um, that Hela is pretty powerful. Yeah, and I I do wonder like uh, which one is more powerful, Captain Marvel, because we they literally had to just enact Ragnarok to destroy Hela.
0: Yeah, I would say probably but, Hela because she's an actual god. Yeah, and I feel like as a whole, gods are usually more powerful than half space people.
2: Fair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I could. I could definitely see that kind of being the case. Yeah. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Okay.
1: I I was just wondering, like, what would happen if these two fought? Could they do this? Uh, I don't think that character will be back.
0: No, I think she's probably done. Which is a shame, because she was super cool. I really liked her as a villain.
1: Although, Cade talked about, like, the whole A-Force moment in... uh,
0: yeah
1: ...in... Um, Endgame. It would be cool if they made her the villain of an A-Force movie.
0: That would be really cool. Yeah. I'd be so on board for that, now that you've said that. (laughs) (laughs) Alright. You heard it here first. There we go. (laughs) Okay. Uh,
1: Anything to plug, guys? Um, I'm going to start Twitch relatively soon. I'm, like, working on overlay, stuff like that. Sweet. And I'm sure if I'm going to do anything related to uh, OmniVerse, it'll get
0: posted on the Twitter, so... Yep. Renegade? I got nothing. And then for me, Extra Life, make sure that you're uh, keeping an eye on that. and If you are able to donate, please do. I'd really appreciate it. Cool. I think that's pretty much it. Thanks so much for listening, guys. We'll see you again in a couple of weeks for another episode. Until then, happy tentacles.